glory to come to minister that's what can change us thank you brother john musicians god bless you all I invite you to go to the word of god coalition colossians chapter one Verse 10, 19, the verse we've been read recently. And, uh, touch on it, Brother Ed, and uh, the ministers touch on it. Just want to take one aspect of it, if I can, by God's grace. Colossians 1, 10, 19. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all, unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, Amen. giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, try to focus on 12 and 13 this evening, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Amen. And he's before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Praise to his name. You can I have your seat? God bless his word. Before I go to the second part, I'd like to read again in Second Corinthians 12. 22nd to 29. So about to read that, I just thought of one quote. I was listening one of the message of one message of pastors they preached, and just that quote came and came as a blessing to me. And I thought just to share that with you as well. It says, then in each local church there is nine spiritual gifts that come among the people. That is knowledge, wisdom, gift of healing, working of miracles, speaking with tongues, interpretation of tongues, and all these things go in each local body. The prophet speaking in Smyrna Church Age, and then he says, Every person in the church has an individual ministry. And that individual ministry goes together with the rest of the ministry to edify the body of Jesus Christ. This came as a blessing just to realize we can have that revelation that each person in the body of Christ has an individual ministry. That individual ministry is important to edify the body of Christ. 
So never think that, oh, I'm not that important, or nobody cares about me. God cares about you, and God wants you. God desires that you can have fellowship with him. God wants each person to come to that maturity. Each person has its place in the body of Christ. Amen. Whether they call for prayer, whether you're not singing, whether you're just staying there, whether you're praying in your closet, whatever you are doing, maybe just in the secret, maybe our presence, your amen is important for the body of Christ. Don't let the enemy try to tell you that you are not important. We want that to express to you, you are important in God's side. Amen. Just came as a blessing and I just thought to share that though with my wife, but that was not enough. I want just to share with you as well. Every person in the church has an individual ministry. 2 Corinthians 12. Twenty-two to twenty-nine. I don't think I already got it wrong. Probably First Corinthians. in one portion of it, uh, 26. Whether one member suffereth, all the members suffer with it. One member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. And you are the body of Christ and members in particular. God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondly prophets, thirdly teachers, and after the miracles, then gift of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues, are you all apostles? Are you all prophets? Are you all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gift of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But covered earnestly the best gift, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Amen. Do you love the Lord? Yeah. Amen. Um, we'll go again to... Hebrews, another portion, 12. Another familiar scripture. Maybe that's one also I was referring to. But you are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. And brother, when Brother John spoke of that, I remember the sermon says, Zion represents the bride. That's where you want to find this place. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. See that you refuse not him that speaketh, for if they escaped not who refused him who spoke not, who spoke on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. What we have heard is not just a man speaking, it's God speaking to us. What we have heard is not just the ministry of a man or to represent a man. It's the, it's, the, it's the son of man revealing the son of this son of man. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he had promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. This word, yet once more, signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as of, the, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Anything that is not under God's control, everything that is not under, under the preeminence of God's word, that is not part of the God's word, is going to be shaken, is going to be taken away. Only God's word is going to remain. 
Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we have served God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Amen. Do you love the Lord this evening? My title I would like to share with you this evening is The Kingdom That Is Unshakable Is Our Inheritance. The kingdom that cannot be shaken is our promise. The kingdom that cannot be shaken is what God has given unto us as our inheritance. We have not received the kingdom that shall pass. We have received the kingdom that shall stay on. The world will pass. The earth and earth will pass, but God's word shall stay and remain. Amen. And if you and I, we become one to the word of God, we shall remain. Amen. Because the only thing that can stay is the word of God. Amen. As we know, the message of the prophet preached Christ is the mystery of God. The prophet says God has a threefold purpose. The first of all was to express himself through Christ. The second is to have the preeminence into the body's church, which is his body's bride. He could have the preeminence to express himself through them. God wants to express himself through us. Amen. God says, I don't, I don't have any, the prophet will say, God does not have any, uh, any, any eyes or hands, but our eyes and our hands. God can work only through human beings. And he wants to have the preeminence over those human beings. God is looking for someone who can be fully dedicated to him, that he can use him for his glory. Sometimes we, may, we stay on the way of God's program because we are not ourselves being completely dedicated unto him. But once you commit yourself to him, what we need is more of yielding to God, more of yielding to his, his leadership, more Leading for, for more yielding for him to have control over us, then he shall have the preeminence. Amen. He wants to have the preeminence to express himself through the people, through the bride. And thirdly, is to restore the kingdom to its rightly position. Brother had mentioned it, and I was, I was oh, praise be to God. He says, Now that the restoring is happening right now, it's not only a restoring in the future, but it's a restoring to the kingdom of God that is happening right now. The the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is right here. The kingdom of God is in your heart. It's a reality, amen. We are talking for those who are born again. We are talking for those who are one foot on, one foot out. That, that's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is when you are born by the incorruptible word of God. Seed of God, amen, in your heart. So listening, just listening to the, to the invisible union, the prophet says, the germ that was in you has come back to you. But those who are born again is that germ has been, has been quickened by the word of God. Then the kingdom of God comes on. Amen. I'm not a politician, but, but as, you, as a human being, as you are living, you can understand, as that request was put here, we can understand that the world is in chaos. There's nothing, you know, in the political realm sometimes, when on one side you try to, put, to portray the world, like the world like in a certain way, because you are not in power. That's not what we are trying to do. He's not trying to portray just the other side or to portray the world because although we are not satisfied on certain things, we are here to say the word of God, to proclaim the word that this world is falling apart. This world is falling apart and falling into pieces. This world cannot stay. This kingdom cannot stay. The only kingdom that cannot stay, that, can, that will stay, is God's kingdom. Yeah. Amen. The economy is bad. There is violence everywhere. There are wars everywhere. All different kinds of things. All different things are happening. Why? Because the world is falling apart. It's not a coincidence that the prophet of God, after preaching the seals, the first message that is recording is the message that is that he preached. The world is falling apart. This world is falling apart. Because the seals have been revealed, there's nothing proclaimed that nothing can stand. The only resource or the only hope is the coming of the Lord. The only resource is the word of God. Outside of the word of God, the world is falling apart. This great Babylon is falling, is falling, is falling. But the bride is going, going, going. We are going into the rapture, brothers and sisters. It's not just something to excite ourselves with. It's a reality. You need to be in that kingdom. You need to be born again. You need to be under the influence of the word of God. Amen. Oh, praise be to God. 
If not, if you have not yet realized, you realize very soon that this, in this earthly side, nothing is certain. Everything is uncertain. You cannot trust the government. And if you want to trust the government, I will tell you in a worldly language, good luck to you. But there is no good luck. Good luck to you if you trust the government because there is nothing in the government. Our nation is rotten to the root. They have no moral principles anymore. This world is falling apart. They have no, there's no backbone in our nations anymore. They will go on every trend following what the population is trying to say in order to win votes. But the word of God is the absolute. Amen. We have received something, not that's only certain, but it's also sure. Amen. The word of God is the only thing that is certain. Amen. You might elect even the best president or the best prime minister in our country. You can bring back Harper. He won't do anything. He will go with the trend. You can bring up the best. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not conservative. I'm not liberal. I'm just no, I'm preaching the word of God. You can bring the best conservative ever you can bring back here. He's not going to arrange anything. The world is falling apart. Amen. You might elect the president, Abraham Lincoln, in every county in the United States and in Canada. Nothing is going to bring everything together. Only the word of God shall stay. Only the word of God is the absolute. Only the sins revealed is the absolute. Praise be to God. The handwriting is already on the wall. You can't stop it. There's a battle. You can't stop it. The world as is going in that strand, you also can't stop it. No matter who you are, it will go down, 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 down. But you also can't stop the bride because she's going up, up, up. No matter the discouragement, no matter what you are going through, let me tell you, you are, you are being holding to something that is more sure than the thing that you see. <laughs> This world is finished. There is no national security. The world is just finished. It's falling apart completely. There is only one permanent thing. Only one permanent thing. It is the new Jerusalem from above. There is only one thing where we can have a hope. is where we are going. Where we come from and where we are going to. That's what the message came to tell us. It came to tell us where we are coming from. Because that's where we are going to. That's where the message is the absolute, amen. Beside, outside of that, this world is falling apart. There is no hope to it. It's all gone. The only thing we are looking for is the coming of the Lord. Yes, you will be studying. Yes, you will be doing certain things. But let me tell you, there is no future, bright future for this world outside of God's future. Amen, amen, amen. I don't want to emphasize more than that, but let me just tell you, employment, as the proverbs say, employment gives an uncertain sound. If you're hoping in your pension, good luck to you. <laughs> it's uncertain everywhere. Uncertainty, uncertainty, uncertainty over, uncertainty, let me do this, let me do this. They're just trying different things. God is not trying. In God's business, there's no trying. He knows the end before the beginning. That's why we have received the message of God that is giving us a certain sound. It's certain. It's real. He knows where we are going. Just stay with the word of God. That's something that is more certain than anything else. Amen. We have received the message of the hour that can give us and tell us we have received the kingdom of God that cannot be shaken. That's our promise. Amen. We were not promised a system, the prophet said. We were not promised. We were not promised a system. We were promised a kingdom. How do you get into it? By one spirit, we were all baptized into this kingdom. It's the kingdom of God. A kingdom of eternal life. Which an eternal king giving forth his eternal word. With an eternal people predestinated to eternal life. As brother Ed Precious, we are ordained to that. Amen. We are ordained to prevail. <laughs> oh, he is the king. We baptize into it, setting in heavenly glory. You cannot join that kingdom. You're coming to church and say, I'm going to join that church so that I will be in safety when I join that church. That's not what we are talking about. We are talking about being born into that kingdom. The only security. 
which you have is to be born into that kingdom. Jesus Christ answered to Nicodemus, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot comprehend the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter in the second time into his mother's womb or be born? He even missed it completely. He's talking about the mother here. Jesus Christ is talking to see the kingdom of God. That's where you need to be. Jesus answered, Verily, very I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You cannot be born again outside of the message of the hour. There is no new birth outside of the message of the hour. The message of the hour is the only word that can come and quicken the predestinated seed in this season. The word of Luther, Wesley, and Pentecost cannot quicken the word, the seed that is in the bride today. Let's read what the prophet says. Sorry for. In his presence, the prophet says, But we have received, we receive a kingdom that cannot be moved. Hallelujah. Everything that can be shook will be shaken. The heavens will shake and the earth will shake. Heavens and earth will pass away by the word who shall never pass away. But upon this rock, I'll build my church. Not someone as God himself say, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will never prevail against it. The prophet, now the message will say, all hell is against this truth. It's against this message. It's against your revelation that you have received. But everything, the prophet continues the same message in the presence, everything that can be shook will be shaken. But we receive a kingdom which is the word of God himself. And God is his word. He does not shake himself. God cannot be shaken. God can never be shaken. Amen. Oh my. But we receive a kingdom that cannot be moved. It's unshakable, said Paul, the Greek writer. So we have received the kingdom that cannot be shaken. We have received the word of God. You know, the prophet preached certain messages before the revealing of the seals. But once the seals were revealed, he could speak with boldness knowing that he had that certainty. He could say, who can come and notify me upon those what I preach? I've never changed what I preach from the very beginning because it is something that is certain. It cannot be shaken. It cannot change based on the winds or based on the politics, both based on how people think or the opinions. It is unshakable. I want to rely on something that is unshakable. Don't you want to rely on something that is unshakable? Every falling generation, there is only one thing that can bridge this world together. That's the word of God. This world can, was made. This world was made by the word of God. It's framed together by the word of God. That's the only thing that will ever keep it together. It is the word of God. So how can you keep everything together? Only by the word of God. Because it was created by the word of God. You are the expression of the word of God. You were the thought of God before. And now you have been expressed. Now in order for you to keep even you together, you need the word of God to keep you together. Because you have been the thought of God expressed. Oh, amen. It says, Hebrews said, we understand that the word was framed by the word of God. People doubt the word of God. And the very dirt that you are sitting on is the word of God made manifest. The very seed that you are sitting in is the word of God made manifest. God speaks it and it has to happen because it's the word of God. The unfolding, the world, the world is falling apart. The message of the world is falling apart. Amen. A house is as good as its foundation. If the house is not built on a solid foundation, it's bound to be shaken. It's bound to, to crumble.
crumble because it does not have a solid foundation. But praise be to God, this church is built on a solid foundation, the rock of ages. It's built upon the revelation of who the Lord Jesus Christ is. And I will say is, the, the, the revelation of Jesus Christ is personally to you. If it's not revealed personally to you, you are bound to be shaken. But once you are built upon the revelation, I know that I know that I know that I know. The circumstances cannot change where I'm built on. No matter what happens, circumstances, I'm built upon the solid revelation of who Jesus Christ is to me. And those seals, keep mentioning those seals, it's not just an expression, it means the word of God made real, open to you, is Jesus Christ. Amen. When the word of God is open to you, the Bible becomes a new book. Becomes a reality to you. It's not in symbol form anymore. It's not a book of history anymore. It's not even a book where we can try to use certain words just to entertain anymore. It becomes a reality. It will be a revelation, a personal revelation to you. The new birth is a personal revelation to you. Amen? Prophet says, let's say praise be to God. No demon power can stand before the infinite Son of God when his name is brought into a challenge by faith. It does not and cannot fail. All right. It cannot fail. It can never and will never fail. Amen. And the angel of the Lord. If there is one, if there is one who could stand. This is my comment. If there is one who could stand, it will have meant that he will not be shaken. But all of them are shaken because only the word of God can ever fail. I know that we go through different trials and disappointment. But one comfort and one solid assurance is God's word can never fail. God's kingdom can never be shaken. My words can fail and they will fail. My opinion can fail and they will fail. The church opinion can fail, and we will fail. But God's kingdom can never fail. God's word can never fail. This is the, script, the secret now for you in order to prevail. Stay with the word of God. Don't stay with people's opinions. Stay with God's word. 2 Corinthians 4, 15, 18 says, For all things are for your sakes. That the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many rebound, rebound, redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but through our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. No matter the outward man, how it can be the flesh can perish, the flesh will fail, but the inward man is renewed every day. <laughs> Amen. Once he has been quickened by the word of God, he's renewed every day. Every temptation is bringing you closer to God than it was before. But everything that you are going through, even now the wind is coming upon the tree, the roots are going deeper and deeper and deeper. Everything works for good for the elect. Amen. For affliction, for light affliction, which is by for a moment, workers for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. The real things are the things that which are not seen. The word of God is something that we cannot see with our eyes, but is more real. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Hold on to the eternal hand of God, unshaken. The prophet says, For he that heareth my words and believe on him that sent me had eternal life and shall never come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Jesus made those statements, and those are words. After there is no more moons and stars, those things, them words will still be in effect, just as powerful as there was the day that he spoke them. His words can never fail. The promise that Jesus Christ gave, gave in the Bible, they can never fail. They are as powerful today as at the time when he spoke those 
those words. The message that the brother Adam came and preached, it doesn't change his power. That is powerful today as at the time when he spoke those words. When you're listening to the tape, it's not at the time of history. It's the history brought to the present time. Because it cannot change. It cannot be shaken. It does not, there's no an expiration date for that. <laughs> the word of God has no expiration date. It continues with the same life inside of it. If you believe it, amen. Sometimes we have some discussions. You say, oh, you know, the prophet is a man, and you can stay on that for many times. He's a man. You know, he makes mistakes and everything. As a man, he makes mistakes. But when he's speaking the word of God, the word of God has no mistakes. We are not listening to a man on the opinion. We are listening on the word of God. He could say, you know, this is Joseph and everything. Oh, oh. That's a, that's a bad part. But when it comes to the word of God, it's unfailable. Amen. The doctors might fail. But God's words will never fail. It cannot be moved. The doctor's opinion might fail. And so many times it fails. But God's word can never fail. I think Brother John, Brother Maxwell preached on that. And every administrator. One thing that is impossible for God to do is to fail. There is one thing that is impossible, that's for God to fail. Nothing is impossible to him, but one thing is impossible to him. He cannot fail on his own word. Because the word of God is God himself. The Bible said he cannot fail. You are the word. You, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was made flesh and dwells among us in our hearts, in our beings. When they thought they could destroy it by placing him into a tomb, driving a spear through his heart, but what the Spirit of God making a way, a way by an angel rolling away the stone and gravitation losing its power when the Son of Man rose steadily from the earth. God keeps his word. How many seconds say God keeps his word? Put the change a little bit on the side here. But what's what the problem? I'm not going to defend the devil, but I just want to put a little bit here to, to, to prickle our hearts a little bit. Is it okay? Somebody says, you know, the devil got me. The devil cannot get you. You went out after him. He never come in. He never come in and got you. Because if you are dead and your life is hid in God and sealed by the Holy Ghost, he cannot get you. If you're in God's kingdom, the devil cannot come into God's kingdom. If you try to err outside of it, that's why he got you. He can never get you once you are in God's kingdom. Amen. Isn't that he coming in after you? He can't come in there, but you are in Christ, dead to yourself. Amen. I'm not amening myself, but that means so be it. I know it's true experience, and I eat, and I know that it's true. It's passing from death unto life to receive Christ in you. The world is falling apart. I personally like this analogy the prophet uses. He says, the same, spirit, the same Holy Spirit that fell on that day of Pentecost that healed the sick back there, it's been here in the church all the time. But the thing of it is, you don't know how to make it work for you. Let us just put in our current time, the same thing that we see, sometimes we put it on the prophet, and we start to think that because the prophet is not here, they're not real anymore. No, they've been there since he came to us. The prophet didn't bring new things. He just came to reveal to us the things that were already available there. He says, these are the things that have been neglecting all along, all the, the ages, the loose hand that have been neglected all the ages. But now it's revealed to you. He's not coming to bring any new things. just coming to say, you know, it's revealed in the types. It's revealed in the word of God. But you need to get now faith to grab what is in the word of God to make it real for you and make it work for you. If you leave it just there is something from the outside, you're not going to benefit from it. And there is a thing that makes it work. It's faith to believe. And when you believe and take him at his word, that's the love line. It cannot fail. 
If you go in the morning and turn your electric, electric iron, some of you women, to start to iron, the first thing you know, well, the iron doesn't come in. You not go around and say, there's no so, such a thing as electricity. I like that analogy. You don't go and say, oh, this, this, there's no elect I don't believe in electricity anymore because my iron is not working. No. This lamp is not, is not, is not I don't give him light, so, you know, electricity does not exist anymore. No, fix your, <laughs> fix your lamp. <laughs> You'll see electricity coming. The same thing for the word of God. The word of God is right there. But if you make everything the mechanic in order and align yourself with the word of God, the same dynamic will circulate through you and give you power to overcome. Glory to God. That's why the prophet will say, be more sincere. It's available, but in order for it to benefit you, you need to be more sincere. God, make us more sincere, Lord. That's why we say pray. Because the prayer is part of the mechanic you need to put in order for the same power that is available to become effective to you. That's why he will say, what are the words with your praise? Oh, no, I'm complaining, complaining. It won't work if you complain. God, you are so great. You are the king of kings. You know everything. Your word is life. Then you see God working through you. Praise be to God. He will say, confess. Testify about it. Confess about the word of God. He's touched by the feeling of our infirmities. He's the high priest of our confession. He's still there, but in order to work for you, you come in the same channel where he is working. Why? It cannot fail. All of this is allowed the kingdom to be established. Sometimes you might wait, you know, sometimes God might wait until the last minute to intervene. As brother, brother John sang, he's still working. Oh, but I don't see, but he's still working. You just keep staying in the same channel. He's still working. Oh, God is still working. He's the God of paradox. Amen. Glory to God. Now, looking at the revelation that he cannot fail and realizing that this kingdom that is so unshakable is our inheritance it is our possession. It is our domain. It is the place where we, we should dwell and we are dwelling in. Oh, it blows my mind, brothers and sisters. I can walk in the peace. I can walk in the joy. I can walk in my healing. It's my domain. It's my inheritance where the king, the Messiah, resides. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. It is our domain. It is our place. We can stay in it. We can enjoy it. It's our place. It's our domain. And he is the Messiah. Listen to what the prophet says. And the world is falling apart. The good thing about it, friends, I think, is before we get to this kingdom, before this king comes, now we get set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, lifted up above all the shadows of all the corruption of the world and all the television programs and all these other nonsenses they got in the earth today and all the rotten pollution and systems and everything be lifted out in heavenly places and the Holy Spirit himself come upon us and speak out and call to us our sins and tell us how to get straightened up and what we've done in life and what we're doing. It's the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the king that shall come to his kingdom someday. And now listen to this. And his kingdom is now being established in the heart of his people here on earth. That's what the message comes. It comes to establish the kingdom into the heart of the people now in the earth. He's restoring his kingdom by the way of putting, establishing that kingdom first in the heart of the people now on earth. 
So the kingdom needs to be established. Because Ephesians 6, 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the vice of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Now let me put in other words, in the time where we are living in, it has always, in the time we are living in, it is a time of fight of two kingdoms. It's only two kingdoms have been fighting, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. All those principalities, all the thoughts that the devil is trying to put upon us, all the different things, all the billboards of a naked woman, all the things is the work of the other kingdom. What he's trying to do is trying to establish those kingdoms into our heart, into our mind. But God is also in the business of making the kingdom of God established into our heart. Yeah. Praise be to God. That's why we can stand against the things of the outside when you stand upon the word of God. Yeah. The world is falling apart. We are looking for a kingdom. We do receive now a kingdom that cannot be moved. We receive something into our heart that there is no devil in hell can shake it out. Oh, praise be to God. Satan, you are already defeated. You cannot shake this kingdom out of the heart of the believer. Oh, glory to God. Think about it. It's not something that we're going to receive in the future. It is our inheritance today for our heart. It is our possession today in our heart. That's why you can live a clean heart, a clean life today, because it is your inheritance. It is my inheritance. I can pray, I can live a life that is pleasing to God under the blood of Jesus Christ. It is my inheritance. Amen. You look at the life of Jesus Christ. Matthew 8. Matthew 8, 22. Says, when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. Behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, and so much the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. His disciples came to him and they woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he said unto them, Why ye fearful, O ye of little faith? The language of the, the Lord Jesus Christ is not, oh, you know, I understand. It, it, it's shaken. This board is shaken. It's okay. Yeah, it, it. No. It says, you of little faith. Why are you even thinking about the word perish? I'm here. I'm here. You are thinking about perish? What? what, what? I, <laughs> Glory to God. Why are you even mentioning in my presence the word perish? Nothing can take my life. I'm here to stand. I'm unshakable. No matter how the boat goes, I'm still unshakable. The bride is unshakable. No matter what happens on this side, Jesus is here. The ministry of Brother Adam comes to tell to the bride that the king is here. Nothing can perish. As long as in the ship, <laughs> I know as long as he's in my ship, as long as he is my kingdom, nothing can take me away. I will never use that word perish because I can never perish as yes, God can never perish. <laughs> Glory to God. We can never perish as God can never perish. The brothers used the brothers used the other the other scripture the other code of the prophet. We are as eternal as God is is eternal. We cannot die as God can never die, because we have been in Him and we can never die. Oh, praise be to God. That's why John three fifteen sixteen says that whosoever believe in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his own son that whoever should live and believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. A Christian can never perish. A Christian can never die. 
of respect to our sister. I was just there, I was listening, I was listening, and then when he came to us, he says, you know, a Christian can never die. I almost jumped there, oh yes, a Christian can never die. Even though they put you into that tomb, but one day you come out of that tomb because you can never perish. You are part of God. That's why you can never perish. If we become a part of God, we can no more die than God can die. Because we've got his life in us by the new birth. We've got his life in us by that kingdom that can never be shaken. We just as eternal as God is eternal. We cannot perish. Amen. John 10 says, if I give unto them eternal life, they shall never perish. Don't use the word perish. <laughs> never, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them to me is greater than all. As we said, our God is tremendous. There's nothing that is greater than our God. My Father who gave them to me is greater than all. Remember the Father and Him is just one person, but He's talking that language, you know, as He's going that ministry, an earthly ministry, He's Himself, and no one is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. In other words, once in this kingdom, no one can take you out of that kingdom. No one can change your nationality once you are in that kingdom. No one can change your identity once you are in that kingdom. You are a son of God and you remain a son of God. The reason even that what you are born again is because you have always been a son of God. Do not let the devil try to belittle you no matter what. Like if, uh, if I could have the strength to preach like Brother Maxwell, I would have preached like Brother Maxwell because it's the Word of God. <laughs> Man, that I'm a, I'm a pulpit minister. <laughs> if God, when I was an alien from Him, so loved me till He stooped down to get me and pick me up. That gives me confidence that he wants to use me. Prophet speaking perfect faith. It's got a purpose in doing it. It's seen something in me. It's seen something in you. He had a reason to save you. Look at the people that are saved today. Look at the millions he could have took besides you. But he took you. Now no one can take your place. You are in God's economy. No one can do it. That is love to you. But I have my peculiarity. He chose you in your peculiarity because no one can take your place. Unshaken in God's kingdom. Moses for then, the voice of the sign. Moses for then for the purpose was called to the job. No one else could do it. When God has called a person for a job to do, there is no one can take its place. There is no one can take your place. Your peculiarity. I say, oh, praise be to God. <laughs> I don't I want to be like, no. Just, I just said it a few minutes ago, but now he's rebuking me. So I'm with my peculiarity. <laughs> so if he chose me, he can never lose me. Hebrews 11, 39, 40. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. That's why we can take the example of the whole Bible and look in the whole Bible. It's just, it's just giving a picture of the kingdom of God on one side, on one example, on one example here, on one example here, to tell us that this is our inheritance. They just had the type. They were just in type, but now we have the reality of it. We can see in the life of, of Reb. We can just imagine when she was in, when she had put that token over there. And when, and when the messenger were passing about, they gave her that sign, you just put this token over there. If you put this token over there, your house and those who are inside of that house will not be shaken. <laughs> Could you imagine a parent speaking to her, Rehab, are you really sure? Just this thing here that you put there is going to keep us from, from crumbling, from 
being destroyed. Yes, they just told me, just put this token here. Are you sure that this message will bring you into the rapture? Are you really sure? He just told me, put this token here. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm just applying the token here. And I know that I will not be perishing because he just told me, put this token here. Uh, when they could in that room, they could see other things crumbling. The world is falling apart. Or oh, am I being taken by the world, by the influence of the world? Just apply the token. You're not going to be perished as the world is perishing if you have that token. Why? The kingdom of God cannot be shaken. I'll be closing. Abraham. Abraham was looking for that kingdom whose maker and builder was God because he had met the king of Salem. Before possessing the kingdom, you have to meet the king. Abraham met the king of Salem. He is the possessor of all things. That's why he could not compromise. When one of the kings, he from the Hittites, he suggested to him to take a piece of the land in Hebron for free, he couldn't compromise. I'm not going to take it for free. I know that I'm the possessor of this land. Even though you see me in this state, in this state, I am the possessor of this land. I cannot be shaken. And no matter what you can say, I know this land belongs to me. The true Israelite does not compromise on the land that God has given him. We are not going to compromise on the word of God that God has given us. We are not going to change the borders. We are not going to change the land. We are not going to change and give it to the king Ahab. Like Naboth was standing on what God has given to him. This word is our possession. This word of God is our inheritance. We shall not compromise on any of the word of God. We keep staying with the word of God because the word of God can never fail. Abraham knew that the resurrection will be there. Having the promise, he presented himself. He said, I'm a stranger and a sojourner with you as he's talking to that king. Think about it. Like here we're seeing, I'm a, strange, a stranger and sojourner, I'm a pilgrim, but we are actually possessor of this land. It belongs to us. We, that's why we, we, don't, we just don't give in. We don't go to, we don't give in to the world or the pleasure of the world where we stay away from this pleasure of the world. Why? Because we know that it's going to be back to us. It is our possession. Abraham knew that the Hittite, the Jebusite, the Amorite will be shaken away. The land will spew them away. But Abraham will stay unshaken. But the land will be given to him. That was his inheritance. Before possessing the land, you have to meet the king. Abraham had multiple trials. But his trial, his fight never changed his inheritance. Your trials don't have, don't, will not change your inheritance. Amen. I will go a little bit further for an example of meeting the king. Joshua possessing the land. He met, before possessing the land, he met the king. The lord of the host of the armies. Amen. It came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went upon him and said unto him, How thou we for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as a captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. <laughs> Glory, glory, glory to God. Lord Brother Tom Ray will say, Glory! Hallelujah! <laughs> Praise be to God. Joshua just wanted to have that certainty. Are you on which side? Because I see that sword in your hand. Which sword, that sword, is it on my side or is it against your side? But when he had the confirmation that he was on his side, Joshua knew that he's going to possess the land because the one who had the, the sword was on his side. So the problem that I'm giving to you, the bride of Jesus Christ, who is on your side? We have received the sword, the king's sword. Not a king's sword, the king's sword. Because the king's sword is on our side, we are more than sure that we are going to possess the land. Possess the land for your house.
possess the land for what you are going through, possessing the land for your healing, possessing the land for your children, possessing your land for a life of joy, possessing the land for a healthy life. All that is your kingdom. The word of God is the kingdom. Once you take that word of God and accept it, it's your kingdom. Oh, praise be to God. I don't have time to finish all, but let me just read. Quote of the prophet, if I can find it. It is on the Christ is the mystery of God revealed. I'll find it. Uh, I'll read it maybe next time. That God says the word of God, the kingdom. I have it here. It says, Our headship is a kingdom. The kingdom of God is within you, said the Bible, Jesus. The kingdom, we are not a denomination. We belong to a kingdom. And the kingdom is the word of God made spirit and life in our own life, bringing to pass every promise in this day as it did in that day when the Word and God was one. The Word and God is one in His church today, making it the headship of the body that is redeemed to bring the message in the last day. Be taken up from the dead in the resurrection to go back and restore again as Adam and Eve in the beginning in the Garden of Eden, the threefold ministry. And of course, Christ is the mystery of God revealed. So the healing... It's still a letter when you read it in the Bible. But today, this night, God wants it to become your kingdom. He wants that word that is a letter. He wants that word to be made in spirit and life in our own life. That's God's desire to make that if you are still bound in sin, the word says you are free. He wants that life, that life that is the word of God to become life in our lives. As long as it stays in the letter form, it's not kingdom yet. But once it becomes life in our lives, then it's God's kingdom. God desires to us to live a life where the kingdom of God is having the full preeminence in our life. We are already in that kingdom. Oh, may God bless you. Call the musicians. As the musicians are come, let's take Moses for instance. Egypt was the greatest kingdom during his time. His brother Ray said, he looked to the most despised one. He chose the way of mad dobers. But after he met the pillar of fire, the king, he was determined to take over the kingdom. As I'm going to limit, I'm going to the end here, just think about it. Can you imagine a man coming to conquer the whole army with just a stick? Can you imagine a man coming to conquer America, even, even Canada, even, even just with a stick? But the God of paradox. Just take that word as we are going out this evening. God is unlimited. Unlimited in power. He's unlimited in power. He's infinite. He's a God of paradox. There is nothing that can be powerful to him. If he could save them in those situations that looked so, so unbelievable. I have so many examples. I could go through it. But I saw in the time of Daniel, in time of different things, in those situations that's so impossible. In order to show that the kingdom of God is not unshakable. If they could prevail with having only the promise of better things to come. How much more are we in a situation to say, God is on my side. I can have the victory. I will have the victory. Because. God is unlimited. This kingdom can never be shaken. Amen. Oh, praise be to God. Just uh, leave it to go. But, uh, Brother John, help us to sing the song, We Shall See the King. Amen. 
There's a blessed time that's coming, coming soon. Well, it may be evening, morning, or at noon. For the wedding of the bride, united with the blessed and together, oh, we shall see the King when he comes. Oh, we shall see the King. Hallelujah. We shall see the King. We shall see the King when he comes.